you've only ever worked just to glorify the Lord because your life's all about Him, you can you can work or not work to glorify Him. And it doesn't really matter what work you're doing. Hello and welcome to episode one of Sam and Dan Chat. <laughs> I would like you to do that every episode. Episode one. Here we are. Here What's we are. on the agenda today? Buzzing. Um, today, we are talking about work, mm. but in a bit. Because there's lots, lots, lots else happening. Is that a phrase? Lots else happening. Uh, welcome, everyone. Yeah, we're, there's loads else happening, but we're going to talk about work in a bit. But it's a beautiful autumn's day. Autumn's officially here. Everyone knows autumn's my favourite time of year. Do they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I think so. Well, <laughs> it is. They do now. And all the oh, the golden leaves, the yellow leaves, the brown leaves. And to, yesterday was, like, it was such a crisp, beautiful day. And today? You know it's that weather when it's you don't need a full coat, but you need a jacket. You and it's crispy ru- You could morning. do rugby shorts and a jumper. Oh. And it feels nostalgic. I don't know why. But anyway, so that is it's beautiful today. And I love autumn. And that's casseroles. That's crumbles. Before long, it's fireworks. Yeah. Fire up the old log burner. I think it's a really underrated season. Yeah. It's a time... I don't know I don't know if this is going to be the case in every city. But I think when you go into Oxford in this... Yeah. This time of year, the the sort of winter sun on those... Is it Cotswold Stone in Oxford? I, I, maybe it's not. On the colleges and stuff. It just I think looks... it's built for that light, actually. Yeah. In a weird way. I often tell that, say this to people and colleagues and stuff, and they just look at me a bit funny. Maybe we've just been in Oxford too long. We love it. Let us know if you love it too. You could text in on... <laughs> you can't. Text one of us. <laughs> you could text in on mine or Sam's number. I wonder if anyone's listening. Anyway. Um... Also, what else is going on? Oh, big news in the rugby world. Sad news, actually. Yeah, Worcester Warriors. Gone. Gone. But, but there's a potential of maybe that they could come back. But for this season, for this definitely season, gone. relegated, isn't it? It's um, tough, isn't it? It feels like they've just been the plaything of those two rich guys who owned it. Yeah. Who have no real care or interest in rugby it's just been a business opportunity to make some cash it hasn't worked and they've put all the staff all the players everyone into tailspin because it's there's a lot of young guys there's a squad of what 40 then there's um, young academy guys who would have sort of turned down university places one of whom got made homeless didn't he yeah the caretaker I read lives on site so he's been he's not got a home so it's oh it's bad it's really bad and it's I wonder the model of, of premiership rugby clubs today it's all this chat about wasps maybe going the same way yeah so you wonder you wonder what's under the surface of a lot of these clubs but hopefully I just read, I just read today though of how many players have gone elsewhere four have gone on loan to Bath yeah a few to other places so one one Jamie Shilcock apparently is in talks with Leicester Tigers is he promising and you love Tigers as much as I love Autumn of course <laughs> everyone knows that <laughs> Everyone interesting oh, where did you read that on some deep dark dark Instagram. web forum Instagram <laughs> I was on the dark web the Leicester tigers, web tigers rumours it was 
on Reddit. <laughs> no, it's just on Instagram. But that's interesting development. And then all the Autumn Internationals buzzing, Kiwi squad got released, seen. and they're... Did it? I've not seen yeah, that. Anything really interesting? Strong. It's basically the bulk of the Rugby Championship squad coming over here. We've got them. We've got South Africa. Argentina will be a feisty one. And I think we've got feisty. Japan as well. So that yeah. I think Argentina and Japan are both in our World Cup group. Oh, so, so that'll be a nice test. little tester. And Argentina are a different beast to what they used to be. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. We could do a whole podcast talking about England, England yeah. rugby, and the many debates there. Oof. Don't get me started on Sam Simmons. Off to Montpellier. Montpellier. Big money. What a loss. But that's a nice segue into talking about work. work. I was trying to say that at the same time. <laughs> it's talking Three. about work. work. But should we park that for the time being? Yeah. Um, and get on to talk about work, which is our... Working nine topic. to five. Working nine to five. We could maybe fit that song in somewhere. Um, Where do we start with that then? Because it's... <sighs> Let me. It's, it's a huge. It's a huge topic. It's what we spend probably the majority of our lives doing. Yeah. So, I think a good place to start. I mean, what's your? So, what's your? What would you say that are the big things that have influenced how you see, how you see work now, growing up, to the point where you are today. What are the factors that that play in there. I think I think for me, um, having just mentioned like working nine to five, which is a song for anyone who's mm. not not sure, um, is I grew up with um, parents in Christian ministry mm. um, for for most of my uh, upbringing, and then that's also what I'm doing. So it is like a job with you know uh, the normal structures of a job, but a lot of my experience of work has been probably what for most people would be a little bit unusual. In that is in the context of of um, it ha- like if you if you're working in Christian ministries, it has to kind of come out of your personal relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, in a way that maybe, perhaps, if you're doing something else, it doesn't quite. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about no doubt how there has to be a clear link, and you can't kind of compartmentalize your 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 Christian self and your work self. Um, but it's just interesting for me. I've only had a handful of short-term jobs where um it's not been directly linked to me being a christian so my outlook on work might be a bit unusual Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a bit all in yeah if that makes sense yeah um and that's also what i saw with um, with my parents as well growing up um so that's perhaps a little bit different to someone who's who's grown up with parents going off to work you know in the morning off to the office and then coming back later which i think probably is more your experience at least with your dad um, yeah so my dad would yeah would head off in the morning and get back late in the evening and work in an office fair way away and I didn't didn't really know much about what it was he was doing um, always worked super hard hmm. I don't think maybe he, he would you could probably ask him but he's probably changed a fair bit or at least his view on things have changed a fair bit in recent times but never particularly loved it 
I would I would say um but sort of found found ways to to be fulfilled in it and that kind of thing so yeah not diff- different to you in that it, it, it's more a job than a vocation so that's or, or at least different to what you grew up with mm. it was that's quite an interesting that's an interesting distinction isn't it like work v vocation i think so maybe we get onto that in a bit yeah so that's a big influence for me it is seeing that and i guess the same with you so that's led you've obviously and now in how would you say it with full-time it's not full-time christian ministry and yet in a sense it it kind of is yeah but it's really you're on the leadership board of of a, of a, of a university of yeah. a you say it because i, I yeah I'm say, I'm so gonna, i don't really know how to best describe it yeah to i the organisation I work for is difficult to classify, which doesn't help. But yeah, I'm involved in stuff that in in any other context might be kind of um, professional or corporate. So in higher education, in yeah. publishing, yeah, um, in getting funding to uh, to projects. So that stuff's all anyone could do that in any kind of job. Sure. The difference is it is in it is all in a Christian context. So I'm not. It's not like I've got pastoral work where my job is meeting up with people and counseling and that kind of thing yeah or running a church it's not that so in that sense it's not it's not like maybe what some people would think of as christian ministry yeah but there is that kind of yeah a kind of vocation part to it and that can mean sometimes may i don't know yeah maybe maybe it's a bit sort of closer to is this right to say it's almost like closer to my heart and my passions and stuff whereas maybe so so you're describing with your dad yeah that maybe is a job's a job and he he could do something else maybe he wouldn't be that um married to it yeah um as a career might i don't know i don't want to speak for him but when it's over he might be like cool retirement that's great i'm glad it's done it might be a bit of that um i don't want to put words in his mouth but it would maybe feel a bit i think it would feel a bit different my parents are actually about to retire Mm. this summer Mm. um having done decades in various kinds of christian work and uh, i think they're glad about it Mm -hmm. and they're they're looking forward to spending more time with their grandchildren and that kind of thing but there will be there there's a bit of them in it in maybe a way that it might not be for you just leaving an accountancy firm or something like that so would you say there's a bit of you in in what you do yeah definitely yeah um and i don't know i don't know if it's right to say that's not the case in other jobs no but i think there's a a sense in which anyone who knows you knows what you're interested in knows perhaps what you'd read about outside of work yeah or talk about and the two seem to marry up i think yeah that's true if i'm if i'm sitting around with a bunch of other christian people like for me to talk a bit about what i'm doing at work what i've been thinking about or teaching that week yeah people are like yeah uh, might make sense i'm interested in it on one level or another yeah i don't know if that's different for you if you're if you're chatting with people about work you famously do say you know when people say to you well, what you've been doing at work this week you do famously <laughs> say ah oh, bits of bobs <laughs> well, well i don't know yeah I don't there's, know. there's there's theory behind that because my job at the moment is so varied so i work for a law firm a corporate corporate law firm specializing in corporate law i'm not a lawyer but i joined them as a consultant in data privacy 
so a certain area of the law did exams that kind of thing and then started thinking down the line wasn't really my bag I still do some of that stuff but I think I'm trying to get more into the creative side of things so trying to do more marketing podcasts podcasts exactly Um, random Instagram accounts and I'm trying to weave that into my work Mm. fortunately they're wonderful employers and they've they've let me do that but so I think yeah there's 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 less of that for me perhaps there's more and again this is maybe something we'll come on to when we when we talk about how we framework but for me there's there's more of a a clear close the lid yeah interesting and, and I sort of switch on um outside of work Sam and my interests and hobbies and whatnot are different there's there's less crossover there I think there's a quite a distinct line between what I do professionally and and then what I do outside of work I'm yeah. not saying there's not for you but I think there's more crossover yeah you. yeah and I think it's it's important to say I don't think either of those things are necessarily better or worse than the other no there's definitely been in the past in the church an idea that um it's like the most the most desirable the sort of the best holiest job would be if you could be like an overseas missionary mm-hmm then like a step or two down would be like if you were a pastor you know like not earning very much and giving your time to people in the congregation and then like obviously then teachers doctors anything that's quite altruistic yeah and then the bottom of the pile is anything like i don't know like a footballer or something yeah just earning money and just wasting your time i don't i think you want to just get rid of any scale like that where you've got uh christians should be interested in everything you know it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good to work if you work in a factory. That's good. That's good, like wholesome work. So can can we stop and come back to that? Yeah, because I think it's quite an interesting segue. Because I I was the, the sort of second big factor aside from the environment mm. or your your home environment would you grow up in for for us as Christian lads and we've grown up in church all the way through. Some people listening probably have come to church later life and come to faith in later life. I know both of us have grown up, and for me growing up uh, until probably fairly recently I at least in church I felt like you had to be you had to be a CEO of a, of a charity or a startup um, a doctor saving lives or like you see it like you say an, an overseas missionary um, you know or a pastor or a worship leader or something to make your life worthwhile to make it feel like you were making a difference in the world and and you were you know living out faith in in a good way and i don't know i I suspect that's a mix of how how it was communicated maybe from the front of church how we how we interact with those people within church and how we we sometimes have a have a tendency to put that stuff on a pedestal the important thing to say of course is that that is all all of those jobs are amazing jobs and completely vital and um you know we need them and it's they're great but i think there's a leaning towards those slightly um slightly sexier uh vocations if you like and and we kind of we promote those don't we or or at least that was my my takeaway it could at least be implied sometimes can't it yeah that um it would be better if you if you did something uh, you know higher up the list yeah um and maybe maybe that one thing maybe that slightly changed is now i don't i'm not sure that it is um it's not 
implied so much that being a missionary is that brilliant anymore i don't hear many people like no. it, like you say now i think maybe particularly in oxford it's really a place where lots of people have started charities over the years like it's like the birthplace of oxfam and so yeah. maybe that's it maybe the oxford thing oxford could be a bit of it is it because it's this international yeah transient place where people are in and out and, and a lot, and a lot of high-powered people as yeah, well. You know, yeah. we, it is, it is everywhere. There is, you know, learning and innovation. Yeah. And I, just, I, I would say maybe when I was growing up, it used to be the top of the, the top of that kind of holiest jobs list was like missionary, and now it's kind of like culture-making jobs. Yeah. Or like, yeah, you know, if it's like really well looked on. If you're, if you're like an artist or a barista or you run a social enterprise, if you, like you say, you founded something. Yeah. All, again, all great. Um, but I just lost. <laughs> found it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is the new top of the list now. Sorry, but it's also it's all great. It is all great, and the, just like being a missionary is great. The danger is that we accidentally communicate. There's like a order of preference in those jobs, um, and we leave feeling like perhaps 19 year old me would slightly dejected, slightly. Yeah. Well, I don't really want to do that stuff, yeah. and yet. I feel like maybe I need to in order to. And you, you almost could now, like, um, working for a law firm is n- n- no one like thinks of that as a corporate like law firm. You know, m- money almost evil, isn't it? Actually, lawyers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you sleep at night? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm not on the. Uh, yeah, you're not on that side of things. Yeah, but I hope hopefully. My but still, people people would see maybe, and they would say in a worldly way. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be very desirable because it's maybe associated with money and a bit of prestige. But obviously, as a Christian, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit mm, on the dark side, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you say you could almost feel a bit dejected. Like I probably, ought, I, even if I worked in a cafe and owned my own kind of like friendship bracelet making business on the side, that was like a bit Christian. That would almost be better. Yeah. And I just don't think that's true. No, I don't. I don't. But it's it's only a conclusion I've come to like I say in in recent years and I've probably matured a bit and and done a lot more um, thinking and and praying and listening around the subject um, to come to a different view on things what what do you think was the shift? Um, I think well so when I when I lived here actually we had lockdown didn't we and it was uh, that that was the time i started full-time work so i started full-time work in the september after my masters of 2020 of 2020 yeah and so i've so effectively locked in my bedroom doing um corporate law work i wasn't doing corporate law work but working for, working in that environment and doing um data stuff and i just i did a lot of thinking at that point because i thought flip me this is this can't be this can't be it you know and um you're obviously on one hand really grateful to have a job in in that time and yet at the same time you're thinking i was just you know just last year i was doing my masters i was i had all these options open whatever and you know is this is this it so that then prompted me probably to to dig deeper on things than I have done ever before and read more about it and think more about it and, and talk more about it. And some of that's even like the question of um, 
those deep things about like enjoyment fulfillment so you could say yeah. you know on your master's year you're just doing a bit of study you're playing a lot of rugby yeah. time to hang out with people mm-hmm. and yeah potentially surrounded by a, a few people again in the oxford world where it's like they're fulfilled they're living out a kind of dream thing because they've their their work is their passion yeah and um that's i wonder if that uh, maybe we sometimes elevate that a bit too much as well work so it's something that i like love i do love what i do and i i I feel like i want to do it forever but i'm not sure we i'm not sure we should make that an expectation for everyone in their work and this is something that we've spoken at great length about i've spoken with my wife katie at great length about and it's I think I personally think there's a balance to be struck. I think for some people, some people are very blessed in that they absolutely love what they do and they'll love it for the rest of their lives. I think for a lot of us, like actually, like in any war, anything in life, in relationships, in jobs, in families, I think you can get to a place where seventy, eighty percent of it is is great, and it you feel like it, you know, it it was what you were sort of built to do. We can cut that out. Sorry, I'm just ready to some weird mode. But there will always there will always be a percentage of that that is thorny and thistly and I think maybe we forget that, don't we? Mm-hmm. And in the world and the state we're in at the moment, I wonder if it is realistic to say, Don't stop until you find what you absolutely love. Because yeah, like a kind of always Hollywood like Hollywood you, romance but made into a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thorny and Thistle was that a, was that a deliberate? Uh, that was that was quite <laughs> quite theological. It wasn't. <laughs> I but... mean, I don't know if this is a good time to men- to, to talk about this, but the the, um, the uh, it's a bit controversial, but I'm just not sure that we're made to work. And Go I on. just wonder if this <laughs> I just wonder if this plays into how we think of all this stuff. A lot a lot of people I think would look um, at you know the, in the creation. Um, account in Genesis, in Genesis 2 when humanity you kind of get the zoom in on Adam and Eve being mm-hmm. put in the garden and it does say Genesis 2 um, that they're, they're put in the garden to to work and to keep the garden Yeah. and people go that's before sin comes into the world like the fall is in Genesis 3 Yeah. and so work existed before the fall and therefore it's a, a kind of original part of human design is do we got to work and I think, um, I think it's not a very good translation. Okay. So if, if there's been yeah, different people talk about it and get into it, but uh, the <laughs> I'm just wondering how nerdy to be about it. No, I think the, nerdy's good because that's it's in the detail, isn't it? It is. <laughs> the, yeah, if I may be permitted. Okay. So the the uh, the, the two words that are like are being translated um, are are probably not really about working they're probably closer to like attending to uh-huh. even worshiping uh-huh. and they they don't it's a bit a te- language technical thing they they don't really agree in terms of um grammatically with uh, the garden being like the um the the thing that's been acted up acted on so whatever those two words mean they're not it's not about humanity acting on the garden right. and actually it says the lord placed them in the garden it, could even be translated sabbath them in the garden so i think the picture is the lord rests them in the garden which it says he's planted 
and it has everything in that they need the beautiful trees the food and everything and then they are to attend to and worship him yeah so i just think that means there isn't there's not there doesn't seem to be like in the very foundation of humanity the intention that we need to work to live yeah in our foundation is that the lord has provided for us yeah and wants us to trust worship spend our time on him yeah and then the the real the real talk about work does come in genesis 3 when you have the fall and you have the thorns and the thistles come out of the ground yeah and the lord says to adam it's not it's by the sweat of your brow you're gonna have to eat whereas before the lord had planted the garden Mm. so I just do think mm. that helps us frame it, you know, without, you don't, you don't kind of, um, that maybe doesn't change exactly, you know, everything about how you go into work on Monday. But I think it does maybe say, um, this is not maybe what, what we're meant for mm. deep, deep down. It's, it's good. It's healthy. It's part of our life. And this is, this is no excuse to sort of go, oh, I'm not going to work anymore then. Because, <laughs> you know, so it's a product of the fall. It's not that, but it does maybe go, that means, when work is difficult or it doesn't satisfy us mm. um, like it might satisfy people in films or whatever the dream job and all of that it maybe shouldn't be a surprise to us in the same way that loads of other things are difficult and are fallen and we have to kind of live with with that tension sometimes so that line that you draw between chapter 2 and 3 so you've got this picture of work um in the garden and then you've got work in a fallen world i think the other element that that plays into it is that we are then we are then fallen as well so we're we're broken if you like and we're approaching work in that context with with human nature in in our own um framework and i think one pretty tangible result of that is placing overemphasis placing identity security affirmation whatever you like um in in work isn't it so this i think that's another element so not only have you got work in a kind of fallen state perhaps not as it was designed but you've got us in a fallen state attempting to to do work so it'd almost be like if Adam were there in, you know, post the fall. And if imagine if he'd read Genesis 2 wrong and he thought, I am primarily a gardener. Mm-hmm. And this is now really hard. Like the earth's giving thorns and thistles and I can't get any food. He Everything would be out of joint. Mm. But if Adam's able to go, I'm not primarily a gardener. I'm yeah. primarily like to, to know and love the Lord and know his love and provision for me. Yeah. And I have got to do this work. Yeah. But baseline is not, I am my work. Yeah, is that a good summary of that? Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to if say. If Adam yeah. reads Genesis two right, it, exactly. Exa- <laughs> Maybe that's the title. If Adam, <laughs> if Adam reads Genesis two right, but so and this is what I've thought about a lot over the past few months and and years. Really, is that I think particularly as as Christians, you have such a unique approach to this, and I I think a, a solution to to work in a fallen state and that is what you just said if if we're approaching work from a place of this is where i get my identity this is who i am without this i am nothing then 
we're, we're ultimately done for aren't we because you see time and time again that, that that just doesn't come through and so if you're approaching it from a place of already knowing that your identity is elsewhere that this is not the be all and end all that that um, my inheritance is elsewhere that I'm secured elsewhere and that m- my faith in Jesus is what's going to save me not my performance my performance and my success is not the measure of my worth then that is that's a a relief isn't it and that yeah, gives you yeah. um a a freedom really to go in to work i think and yet there's this other element as well which you which you also referenced earlier you can't just sit back and say well work is a result of the fall it's sinful i'm going to step i'm going to step away and do that i think also as christians you have this or we we should have <laughs> we rarely do but we should have this humility that says um my this provision income job is a gift we are to steward um the good things that are gifts from god we're to live wisely and and you know i I, maybe i'm taking out of context but when paul talks about whatever you do in in this life you use it to glorify god so um corinthians colossians he says i was just looking at your notes with those scribbled down yeah i I think it's corinthians 13 maybe um shall i look your notes say one one corinthians 10 31 that is whatever you do whether you eat or drink whether you eat or drink then you you should be glorifying god with the glory of god yeah and then colossians 317 is um whatever you're working at work as if you're working yeah for the lord yeah in fact it's the lord christ you're serving yeah what a great that's a good verse isn't it so that's that i think those two things run simultaneously so whilst we're not making it our be all and end all and our identity and our ultimate thing we're also glorifying god where we can and serving god where we can with with what we're given and the work that we're given to do and again that means you that's how that's how you can glorify him in it is by it's for him mm. um you live for him find your like say understand yourself in in relation to him that means your work doesn't have to bear that weight and so you can you can lose your job or change your career or retrain or you know even even have to stop working for some reason yeah um you know people have all kinds of life circumstances that stop them working and if that's where your or your security and sense of significance comes from yeah um then you're, you're in trouble aren't you but if you if you've only ever worked just to glorify the lord because your life's all about him you can you can work or not work to glorify him and it doesn't really matter what work you're doing (laughs) yeah so to go back to the point we made earlier about there being a kind of holy hierarchy if you like yeah it when you when you frame it the way we've just said it that that does smash it to bits doesn't it and yet there is there is i i believe that some people have a very distinct calling on their life yeah and 
you hear from an early age people have always known that they, they're going to be a doctor and they're going to go abroad and and they're going to help people or they're going to you know and I, I think I don't deny that I think that's that's absolutely and that's that's wonderful isn't it if if you have that and you have that real distinct calling for for the majority I think that's not always the case but I think in the way that maybe we've just framed it I feel like that almost takes the pressure off like hunting and and searching for the perfect thing that you're you're made to do and and sort of waiting for it to waiting for a sign or waiting to hear yeah. this is what you're made to do this is the job for you uh i think there's i think there's a, a freedom there and i think we've said haven't we that 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 could be something we talk about specifically on another well episode. yeah it's yeah. calling calling's a whole other it's a big question isn't it and mm. i think a lot mm. of people do tie themselves up in knots um and, and again it may be something that in some ways in church we've not always been that helpful the way we speak about stuff people are expecting you know the audible voice of god in their ear before they accept a job or whatever yeah so that'd be quite a good thing to to, maybe to get talk into about. it's probably a whole nother episode isn't it it is i think it probably is is related but a little distinct okay so i feel like that's a that's quite a nice framework really isn't it um so i i've seen in recent weeks and it, there's been quite a lot of articles in in and around about this um concept of quiet quitting have you heard of this i i think i have but define so it. it's um it's effectively my understanding is kind of is rejecting um the notion that work has to to take over our lives and that all of you as an employee should should go above and beyond um what your job inscription your your job description entails so it's saying actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go to work i'm gonna do what's required of me but no more and so some you've got what, some sort of bosses and people saying that's oh, basically quitting it's quiet quitting and yeah effectively yeah. i think um and i think actually it's it's come out it's come out of lockdown and home working and yeah. people perhaps not always in in sight and um being able to to maybe get away with slightly less or, or not sit around in the office until and not want to be the first one to leave um so i think it's it's born out of this and and yeah it, it's 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 caused a lot of reaction um particularly from senior managers and, and bosses um and there was a real interesting article in the ft this week regular reader <laughs> No, subscriber well, no. no I'm not a subscriber no <laughs> occasionally something interesting pops up and I'll have a look at it um and it was talking about this wasn't it and it was well it was it was opposing it really it was it was trying to dismantle the idea slightly yeah um and we both found it quite interesting yeah I am um, it felt like yeah the, the this idea of oh you're quiet quitting you're basically not doing your job almost you know you're you're do, doing the bare minimum mm. and i guess people are saying the article's making the point isn't that what a job is mm. you, you go and you do your work mm. and to expect more is to do exactly what we've just been we've just been saying is dangerous which is almost to press your work into the core of your being and make it everything to you mm-hmm. there's quite a good quote in there wasn't there in the article um yeah that if you've got it so 
it says some people will always be driven by ambition, enjoyment, perfectionism or insecurity to do more than is asked of them. But if you expect everyone to do that, by definition, it isn't above and beyond anymore. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you want everyone to be like waking up in the in the middle of the night thinking about work and staying in the office late and, you know, taking all their meals there and stuff like that. If everyone's doing that, it's not above and beyond. It's not and, it's not, and, beyond. and it's not healthy. No. Like, it's not good. No. It's really interesting because then it goes, then the article goes on to say, um, my advice to employees is to get out of employees' heads, stop worrying about whether they love you or not, and focus on their output. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that I I find that really really interesting. There's a bit of me that totally understands that because hmm. it means yeah, you know, don't um, don't try and make your employees fill their whole life with you and their job. I at the same time there is maybe a risk that could be a bit sort of utilitarian like there's just a bunch of sort of um like worker bees machines and uh your only objective is to get output from them and maybe i didn't just like the phrase mm. but i um there is something to that isn't there mm. uh, so maybe you know and any of us who end up managing other people um looking after other people at work that's maybe something to look for is you know am i Am I expecting them to push their work into the centre of their identity ever? Am I projecting... Do you think that... Am I projecting my own view of work onto yeah. them? So there's this thing where... And it's talked about... I've spoken about it quite a lot in, the, in military terms. You wouldn't expect... You wouldn't ask them to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. And so I think that's where... I actually think that's where Christians can be super influential in, in the workplace. Is when you get to those upper echelons like you are I'm not but where you're line managing people and you've got people reporting to you I think unless your view and outlook on work is set right then how can you how can you sort of manage people and look after people and care for people in the workplace as a Christian properly because I think you're open to both your own as somebody being managed you're open to both your own take on work and your own thoughts on it and the expectations of of whoever's managing you and and setting that so there's a there's a really interesting role mm. to be played particularly for those christians who are maybe in positions of more power would you say yeah i think that's right and it's true as well that when you when you do take on more responsibility and leadership and so on you often do have to give a bit more yeah and sometimes the boundaries between you know work time and non-work time all those kind of things sometimes that begins to blur a bit and um not not everyone can do that like at different stages of your if you like your career or different levels of responsibility the expectations are a little bit different Mm. And so that all those things as well play into it, don't they? Mm. Um, the partners at your at your work probably are thinking about work a lot more than you are. Yeah, and, and they, probably yeah. probably as you said earlier, you can shut the lid a little bit and yeah. close you know close it off for the weekend. I bet some of those more senior people can't. Yeah, that's also part of it. So for those people who are ever managing others, not to push that down sort of down the down the chain, as it were. 
and yet at the same time set set an example set an expectation and there's nothing wrong with expecting high standards and you don't necessarily you don't have to be soft to be kind yeah so there's and i think it comes back to the same balance of us as christians not setting absolutely everything on work not rooting our identity in that and yet not being lazy yeah acting with integrity and honesty and working hard and all of that does come if you go this is a this is like a gracious thing like yeah god has provided me with something to do yeah um, there's an income from it um it's not something that he has built into me from the beginning and he would expect me to do for eternity mm-hmm. one day work will stop therefore i kind of can be a little bit chilled about it mm. that means i can then be kind to other people in the workplace mm. and set healthy boundaries and approach the whole thing in the context of the grace of god and not it's funny isn't it the whole, sometimes we even will talk about the whole shape of christianity as grace versus works or faith versus works and it's right that we always say work works in terms of like the gospel are an outflow of knowing god's grace they're never the thing that qualifies us yeah so that just seems very similar yeah relevant the way the gospel kind of threads its way through everything in our life so that we've been talking for quite a long time i think i think we have Um, yeah it it feels like we've we've discussed quite a nice framework there and yet i just don't think that i'm going to go into work on tuesday and apply that straight away and it's it's all going to be sweet i feel like this is it's a it's an ongoing thing it is yeah and it's a constant i don't want to say battle you it's a you constantly have to remind yourself or i do of that position of that place through which you're approaching work it's an opportunity to be sanctified isn't it in Mm. our thinking in our understanding ourselves Mm. like I say particularly because of just the sheer percentage of our time that our work takes it's an opportunity to be shaped Mm -hmm. and that takes time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that's been that's been really good I've really enjoyed that chat (laughs) Um, likewise I think what's going to be really interesting is getting the take of some of our mates that we get on and have a chat and and their different spheres of work and their approaches to work that's going to be super interesting to hear Mm. so that will hopefully be at some point in the near future i think we definitely need to do a chat on calling and purpose because that is a whole other episode isn't it so that's something we can we can bring together but um yeah thanks if you have been listening if you're still listening come the end at nearly 45 minutes we've enjoyed it and um, we'll be doing another one soon see you next time on (laughs) Sam and Dan chat Sam and we should do Sam and Dan chat chat. (laughs) 